Hello, podcaster. It's Charlie here bringing you another episode of The Business of Podcasting. And in today's episode, I am joined by the incredibly strategic Ralph Burns. Now, Ralph is the co-host of Perpetual Traffic alongside with Molly Pittman, who we've previously had on the show. Now, Ralph is a really interesting guy and a really strategic guy. And what I loved about this interview particularly is how Ralph made a lot of calculated decisions thinking with the end in mind about his podcast. So you'll see what's interesting in this is that instead of thinking about how do we get more clicks, how do we get more downloads, Ralph very much started with the intent of like, how do we get to the end goal and work back from there? I also think that Ralph does an amazing job of bringing up the topic of how to naturally sell from your podcast with the use of relevancy and being really specific and relevant to the content and creating that natural flow. Look, it was a really fun conversation and I think anyone who's got a podcast can learn a lot about how to be really strategic with their show. Now, before we get into the content, I just want to remind you, if you are enjoying this podcast, please make sure to subscribe to the show because we really want to build this up and share it with other podcasters. We want to help a lot of podcasters. Now, in 2020, I'm actually personally writing a weekly email to help people grow and monetize their podcast called Podcasters Edge. If you would like to be on that list and get a weekly email from me, then please head over to the Valor Media website, click on Podcasters Edge and subscribe. I'll make sure to put a link in the show notes to go alongside with this, but it'd be great to have you on there and help you with your podcast. Now let's head into this episode and that's it from me. Welcome to the podcast, Ralph Burns. How are you doing, Ralph? I'm doing great, Charlie. How are you doing? I'm excellent, man. Thank you so much for making the time. Today, I mean, we are joined by the other half of Perpetual Traffic. We had Molly Pittman, your co-host on the podcast previously, who spoke about you in really nice terms, in all honesty. She had a lot of nice things today, and it's nice to bring that other half of the picture. Now, alongside that, you also have a fantastically successful agency, Tier 11, which I just hear down the grapevine is doing great things as well, and you've built a massive team there. So to kick things off, I'd love to hear the story. How did you get started in perpetual traffic? How did that come to be? Well, I joined War Room, uh, which is Digital Marketers High End Mastermind, about four, almost five years ago. Yeah, five years ago and could barely actually afford the $30,000 a year. I think I actually had uh, $11,000 in my checking account and the initial deposit was $10,000. So I just barely made it. And then we financed the five grand over the next, uh, whatever it is, four or five months, which tells me, I, I don't think the agency was doing all that great back then. We were still sort of struggling. We're you know low five figures from an agency perspective, but I figured the best place in the world to find potential customers and also to make some contacts and to join a, a group of which, um, you know, Ryan Dice is a part of, who's always been sort of a real teacher mentor of mine through the years, even though he's like 20 years my junior, which kind of pisses me off. He's way smarter than I ever was uh, at an early age. But anyway, um, got to know Ryan and, uh, you know, all the guys at Digital Marketer, Richard and, and Perry and through soaking up all the stuff and the wisdom that they had about digital marketing and how we could potentially grow our business, I realized that um, one of the places where you uh, can potentially meet partners is through high-level masterminds. So 
obviously this was one that was a little bit bootstrapped on my part, but um, nonetheless, we realized that, hey, the, the digital marketer, digitalmarketer.com has a very large audience at that point in time, probably a list of, I don't know, four or 500,000 people. If I could sell my services to digital marketer or digital marketers audience, then that would be a very good thing because chances are some of those people in the digital marketer community would probably need some agency services for Facebook and Instagram ads, which was the business model that I had sort of chosen a few years before that. And uh, lo and behold, after about two or three meetings, I think it was the third war room meeting, we were in Beverly Hills at a hotel that I still can't really afford, but at that point could really not afford. Ryan had actually mentioned that he wanted to start a podcast. And so there I was in the crowd and I quickly texted Molly, who uh, I had gotten to know through a digital marketer as well as a former business associate of mine. And we hatched a plan for me to ask Ryan if we could do a podcast with Digital Marketer with Molly as the co-host, which is exactly what I did. And um, I just figured, you know, if he wanted to start a podcast, I wanted to start a podcast. I knew that Digital Marketer had a large list, which was probably helpful when you launch a podcast, then that was a pretty good thing. So, you know, at one of the breaks, I went up and mustered up the, uh, the courage to ask Ryan if he wanted to start a podcast. And he immediately said, yes. And then he said, well, not with me, right? Like I wouldn't be the host. I was like, no, of course not. It would be Molly Pittman. He's like, oh, well, I should probably ask her that. And I said, well, I've already asked her and she said, yes. And Ryan's like, you know, I have no authority in this company anymore. He's like, but thanks for asking me and uh, let's do it. We ended up, you know, we sort of chuckle about it to this day, but, uh, I think it was a really, really good thing because they wanted to get into the podcasting space. It's another way in which digital marketer can can obviously get their content out and uh, you know get a wider audience you know through audio and through as you know is which a really intimate medium, which is podcasting. And from there, we hatched a plan to launch perpetual traffic. And probably about two months after that, we launched our first four episodes, and we've been doing it ever since. And it's been over four years now. I think, and it's uh, been really successful. And obviously, the support of digital marketer throughout has certainly been great. Uh, it certainly helped my business from a credibility perspective. Obviously, gotten the word out about what we do. Bottom line, I love doing it every single week. It's an area that I'm really, really passionate about. Uh, love talk with Molly. She's super smart. I always learn something from her. Hopefully, I give her some insights on my side. But you know, it's. Um, as you know, podcasting is something that you really do have to enjoy doing for it to be consistently delivering high value content, which is what we hope to provide every week on Tuesdays. So that's how it all started. What a great origin story about how it all had begun. And I'll second your point there. It's like podcasting works well for those who enjoy it, but I can see it being a nightmare for those who don't. It's not something you'd want to get into if you didn't enjoy time behind the microphone. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I have a, a background in radio, so I always sort of love the audio medium in general. I had started a podcast way back when, uh, probably when podcasting first started, and it was very much not successful. <laughs> uh, so I always wanted to get back into it. But, you know, be, we have a, a unique situation that the whole premise of the show is about traffic. And one of the most popular sources of traffic on the internet these days is Facebook and Instagram. 
And that's what our agency is around. I mean, we're a Facebook and Instagram direct response advertising agency, which five, six years ago really didn't exist. Uh, now everybody and their mother has one. And a lot of whom have probably learned how to do it through our podcast, which is fine. Uh, and happy to help out those guys as well. But the point is, is that it's constantly changing. There's constantly a need for updates. And you know, advertising is something that still to this day, I get excited talking about uh, because I think the medium of, of Facebook and Instagram and other platforms, which you talk about a lot, primarily digital marketing, but we also go into you know, direct response, you know, mail order. We talk about all that stuff. We had somebody on a couple of weeks ago where we talked about that. Um, you know, advertising in general, I mean, I'm an ad guy. It's the thing that I love more than anything else. I just so happen to think that Facebook and Instagram are the two most powerful platforms. And then that in combination with Google, you got about 80% of the internet covered. So uh, might as well start with there. So that's that's how we uh, we came upon the premise for the show and it's been really popular and continues to grow which is great it's sensational and i really like that i think when people are looking for or podcasters are looking for topics or niches to go after ones that are continually updating and evolving lend themselves well to podcasting like it would be very very hard to maintain a podcast where nothing changes because eventually you're just going to run out of stuff to talk about or lose an audience because they've learned what they need to learn from you where in particularly facebook and anything digital marketing really it's just this moving target there's always something new happening there's always something to get updated on like even veterans of the game are still continually learning because it's always changing but I want to come back to something here because you mentioned just the alignment between all of this. So you've got the idea that you're talking about traffic, um, you've got the podcast, and then you've got the business lined up with it. How intentional have you been about making sure that everything's in alignment so that people that listen to your podcast are a good fit for your business and also interested in what you do? Has it been a very strategic move or just a happy accident? It was actually um, a very strategic move. So it was like, I think about it as the diabolical plan, which, you know, isn't like, doesn't, doesn't mean that it's evil. Like that was the intent, provide content that, you know, from, from my perspective, I look at our podcast is like, you know, a free continuity program that you get every Tuesday, you're going to get something new and you need to stay ahead of the curve. And my agency tier 11 just so happens to provide a service for people who want to know about this subject if they don't want to do it themselves or if they want somebody to do it with them. We have a service for that as well. And you know, in the spring of this year, we're going to be launching an agency product of people who want to build an agency similar to how Tier 11 has done it in a virtual capacity. So yeah, it was very intentional because it's such a good tie-in and it goes back to, you know, what's a really good front-end offer. A front-end offer is something that hooks people in. They want to know about it, but it has to be related to your core offer. <laughs> it has to be drawn from your core offer. You want to learn a little bit about Facebook and Instagram ads. And oh, by the way, if you don't want to do it yourself, we have this agency that can do it for you. So uh, yeah, it was intentional, but it was also just the subject that I knew the most about and I was the most passionate about. So I think if you've got those things, there's an economic driver that goes there. Obviously, the agency runs on Facebook and Instagram advertising customers, many of which listen to the podcast. The more podcasts they listen to, chances are they probably say, hey, these guys seem pretty smart. I might want to go over to tier11.com and fill in our, you know, an order form and actually talk to the guys over there and see if they're a good fit for us. But 
you know, that, there is that commercial intent, but we're also deeply passionate about it. And um, so I, I think you have to have a commercial element, but you also have to have uh, something that keeps you going every single week instead of saying, oh man, I've got to record a podcast this week. And even when that happens, Molly always picks me, <laughs> picks me up and gets me motivated and energized to talk about it. And if that actually does happen, which, you know, happens on occasion. I mean, I think we all do. So, um, you know, now we're on to, you know, mid 200s as far as episodes go and almost four years. So it's, it's been good. It's been, uh, continues to be a good run. I think you nailed it. I've absolutely listened to many of your recent episodes and the early ones, and you can clearly hear your excitement for the topic and Molly's, I should say. Like you guys are still so into it and the nitty gritty of the topic. And again, I think it's so important when it comes to podcasting, because if you start to come out a bit monotone and flat on the episodes, I think it might, you know, it loses that enthusiasm and charm a lot. And I must admit, my first show, I started a podcast, uh, this is many years ago now, but my very first podcast, I made a huge mistake of not having that commercial intent. I thought that if people who were business owners liked listening to my show, that they would buy a very specific product for me that wasn't necessarily related or correlated with the content. And um, after, a, I'll say a year and a hundred episodes of frustration, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll call it a good learning experience. I really wanted to learn that lesson properly. Um, I realized my mistake and I'm thrilled to hear like you guys have been diabolically intentful because I think that's what it takes to be successful in podcasting these days. Now, I wanted to kind of uh, go into the growth story of it because perpetual traffic, like I would say it's best in class. It would be the leading podcast in this niche. How have you guys approached growing that show from your first four episodes to the juggernaut it is today? Like what's work with attaining show growth? Uh, the first year, I think we had a really intentional strategy to grow it to a certain level. And obviously, having digital marketer as, you know, the in essence, the host of the show. I mean, it's the best of all worlds for me. I mean, I still work with a, a company that I deeply respect, you know, founder and CEO, who I still think to this day is the most brilliant marketing mind, although don't you know, have him listen to this show would probably turn his stomach. But I still think that. And like the first information product that I ever bought was a Ryan Dice product. So, which is odd that here I am, you know, still running a show with Digital Marketer and, and alongside Ryan, who we occasionally invite to the podcast, which is pretty nice. But the point is, is that, you know, these guys, I deeply respect what they do. And I realized that if you want to learn digital marketing, that would be the first place I direct everybody. And obviously they have stuff to, to learn, you know, many courses to learn how to run Facebook and Instagram or just Facebook ads just in general. And then if you want more advanced stuff, maybe like our gig is, is for you. So it was always sort of, you know, there was this nice sort of partnership between the two of us and the fact that they had a large community that we could launch the podcast to. And, you know, Molly, I think probably talked about this on your show a little bit more as how we actually launched it, but we launched it through a contest, through a bunch of incentives, but also let's not forget they had a list of a half a million people that they could send the links out to, which, you know, sets you up for success. I mean, let's call it what it is. And I don't think that that was the sole reason for us wanting to do a podcast with Digital Marketer, but it certainly didn't, didn't hurt. Uh, and the fact that Ryan wanted to do it, I was the only one that ever asked him, which I still to this day can't believe that's the case. So we had a really specific growth plan in the first year. 
and you know with with uh, regular content that was being blasted out to the list, the shows being co-promoted, and then it kind of took on a life of its own. You sort of reach this point where you know, you get sort of this amount of people, and then all of a sudden people start telling other people. And then as soon as you get more downloads, all of a sudden that gets you more visibility inside iTunes. And then it starts to self-sustain. I think you sort of reach a level which we're at right now where we've grown tremendously, but we now need to be far more intentional into 2020. And we actually have a plan as to how to market it to get to like that next level. And I think the growth has been great. And for me, it's certainly helped my business and it's certainly helped from a credibility and an authority perspective. But my goal is like, I don't want to stay flat. I want to continue to grow. And also, if you look at the news, like Facebook advertising has been in the news for the last two years. So because of that, that's actually helped us. It's helped my business. It's helped the growth of perpetual traffic. So there's a lot of things I think that lined up pretty well. The launch and the power of Digital Marketer to Start certainly helped. But then all of a sudden, things really start to sort of, that flywheel really starts to spin. So and we've reached the point, I think, in 2019, where we kind of started to flatten out a little bit, still growing, obviously, and at a really good clip. But now we have to go out and do things in addition to what we have been doing, not to mention bringing really good content that people are going to want to come back to week in and week out. Like That's the key. Like If you really drop off from a content perspective, none of this other marketing crap matters. So we've always sort of been very intentional with that. So, um, But yeah, the growth has been good, but I think you do have to work at it. And um, you know, from my, from my perspective, it was about partnering with the right types of people that could help us out and tapping into their expertise. And obviously working with Molly has been tremendous. So... So, some interesting points there. Like, I'll, I'll hit on a few things. Like, we can't deny there's a couple of really good waves here. Like, just timing of traffic becoming so popular definitely played a role in the success of the show. Like, you guys got in and traffic's become such a huge topic. Thank you, Cambridge uh, Analytica. Little, little <laughs> love taffer there. Thank you, guys. <laughs> um, great, sure. But then the second component of digital marketer. Now, some people might sit here and go, okay, well, you know, they, they partnered with digital marketer. Like, what a way to launch a show. But I still think that's a, there's a lot of lessons and it's a viable strategy even today. Like there's other digital marketers out there in a whole variety of niches that would love to have podcasts, but don't have the resources or the people to run them. Like it's actually something that could be repeated and tried or used as a growth strategy if you want to launch a show today, which I think is really cool. Going into that from the future though, you mentioned a few things there about kind of leveling up the show and what's coming next. What are the things you're looking to change or do differently with the podcast in future? Well, I think one of the best ways for you to grow a show is to do it organically, obviously, do things like this. I mean, it, you know, you pay for no growth is going to be free. I mean, even SEO, you pay for it with your time and your effort and maybe your money as well. With traffic to get more people to your website, you're going to pay for it in dollars. So you're going to have to pay for it one way or another in order to grow the show. So Basically, anybody who asks me to come on a, a, a podcast, I typically do say yes. I don't know if that's going to open the floodgates here or not, Charlie. <laughs> this, is, but this is the wrong show to say that on. It's <laughs> probably the wrong show. Maybe we should have your editor edit that one out. Um, maybe I'm a little bit more distinguishing now, but the point is, is like I also look at it like, hey, I started off you know, nowhere too. So I want to help out people in that regard. I mean, there's a certain satisfaction of doing that. But secondary to that, I mean, you do, you can go on other shows. Like you will see me doing 
a lot of podcasts this year just from that perspective. Where to get more podcast listeners for your pod- podcast? Probably from other shows that have podcasts. So it's a behavioral change. It's like you can run ads on Facebook to people who are interested in digital marketing and social media marketing and all this other sort of stuff, but are they podcast listeners? So they may or may not be. That is a way to grow the show, and you can certainly do that, especially if they subscribe and you know they they you know they're regular listeners. But the point is, is that to find other listeners for your show, you have to chase the behavior because this is an audio format. Some people don't listen to podcasts as much as they might like digital marketing or Facebook ads. They might watch videos. You know, so you you do go to other shows, and as a result of that, we're far more intentional with how we're going to spend advertising dollars this year. Not only on Facebook ads, absolutely something we happen to know a little bit about, which certainly helps, and we've been doing that you know for the past year or so, but really ramping that up this year. But also going through podcast networks and paid advertisements in those networks. So. That's the way that I look at it. That's like one sale as opposed to two sales. You know, you, hey, you're interested in Facebook advertising? Get interested in this thing. There's your sale number one. And, oh, by the way, you have to change your behavior and now actually listen to a podcast. That's two behaviors. So why not go for people who are potentially into Facebook and Instagram advertising or digital marketing or traffic in general? online that they already listen to other shows, that's a win-win. That's a much easier sell to get them to become listeners of perpetual traffic. So yeah, I think you know chasing the actual physical behavior and then the interest in that order is the best way to go about marketing a podcast. How interesting. And I'll, I'll go some points there. We actually have some clients at Vela Media and their whole growth strategy is going on shows and having high caliber guests on their show. And that's all they do. And like some of these shows have cracked 100,000 downloads a month just doing that. So I very much uh, agree on that point. I think it's a very viable method. The other point is there that for my own show, I've actually started sponsoring other podcasts, not just Mm. running Facebook ads. So I've actually intentfully gone out for and gone, okay, who potentially has my audience and sponsoring their show, getting some spots on their show, making sure we're linked up and like the natural place for people to come. That's been really effective. Facebook ads have actually worked reasonably well for us as well, but I do see that it is more difficult. As you said, you're trying to get those multi-behavior things going. But the one I'm really excited for here, and I'm curious if you've investigated this or had a play with this yet, is Spotify ads. We've mm-hmm. um, had a good look and we know that you're actually going to be able to run ads to people who listen to podcasts in a certain category. Do you think the future is going here? Are you excited by this? Had any look at it yet? It's one of the networks and one of the media properties that is on the hit list for 2020. <laughs> Funny you should mention it. So, And I think it's a goldmine. But honestly, I mean, I think that as well as, you know, there's a lot of secondary podcast distributors. It's not just Apple and Stitcher, you know, so, uh, and Spotify, obviously Spotify is another one, but the point is, is there's secondary markets where actually there's secondary platforms where people listen to podcasts and those are interesting too. So it's like wherever you can find people and it's intentional as to where you're finding them and you're going after the behavior, like you said, as opposed to just the interest. I mean, you can certainly, you know, try to go after podcast listeners in one way, shape, or form through some creative targeting strategies inside Facebook. We haven't done that specifically, 
Whereas going after other podcasts and, and targeting people who already have the behavior of, I am a podcast listener, I think is far easier than just, hey, I'm interested in you know traffic and Facebook ads and that kind of thing, because that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be a, a long-time listener. Absolutely. I, well, I've, I've made a donation. I call it a donation to Spotify ads. Um, and I'll say a donation because I think you'll find this funny. So you can make one ad and you can put $250 behind it and pick your targeting, but you can't change it. Like it just runs, like there's no uh, balances or anything yet. So it's um, <laughs> a very weird system, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to get good. I reckon 2020 will, will be the year of big improvements for them. Yeah, I mean, we we seem to have a fair amount of listeners from Spotify too, which is which is wild to me. And you know, I mean, people come up to me and say, "Ah, I listen to you on Spotify." I'm like, "What? Really? Like, I've never even listened to me on Spotify, but I don't really listen to me anyway." But the point is, is yeah, I think there's a lot of opportunity out there in these markets, and yeah, we'll have to compare notes in six months or so and see how you're doing with it as well as us. So. Uh, sensational. All right. Well, I want to shift gears a little bit here because I think this is something you've done particularly well. And uh, I'm very curious what thought you've put into it. You strike me as a bit of a strategic guy. I don't think anything happens by accident across what I find online. So um, let's say you've got a podcast and you've already built that audience up. You've got a group of people listening to your show. How do you think about taking them from a listener of your podcast into your business or your email list or potentially working with you in some way. Yeah, and the way that I learned how to do it and uh, you know, and I met these guys at like the first podcast, I think it was a podcast movement when we first launched perpetual traffic is uh, the guys from Internet Business Mastery, Sterling and Jay. And when I was first starting out in internet marketing, you know, I had read the 4-hour work week kind of kick off my internet marketing journey and the first thing that i had gotten for christmas i think that year was actually an ipod and so i started downloading podcasts my wife's like you might like this podcast thing you should probably do them like no honey that's crazy talk and then you know within a couple of weeks i was like she's actually right these are really cool and um i found those guys and i ended up uh becoming a paid member and then a mastermind and all this other kind of stuff and the way that they did is they just gave helpful, useful content and referenced their business all the time, which was like the perfect model. It's like, that's really smart. So they're talking about internet marketing and how to actually create an internet marketing funnel using podcasting and other means. And then they describe their business, you know, within the context of that content, it's so seamlessly flowed together that's a really smart strategy. You're providing value in advance, but you're also subtly sort of selling the Internet Business Mastery Academy, which was their product there, or internetbusinessmastery.com, which was where people would go to get all the free tips. And then eventually you get in the opt-in and then you get into their funnel and everything else. It was like a really smart strategy. I said, hmm. So that I kind of kept that in the back of my mind uh, to when we actually started Perpetual Traffic. We did the same thing. It's like, hey, we'll just start talking about what we're doing. And people are coming on there for tips on traffic, Facebook ads, just like I listen to tips on internet marketing, internet business from those guys, and then eventually became a customer of theirs. We sort of do it with perpetual traffic. And it's not forced. I mean, some of the episodes, yeah, it's like we're talking about Tier 11, which is our advertising agency. 
most of the time, but that's my reference point to it. So we spend upwards of $100 million a year on Facebook ads. Like, why wouldn't I mention that fact? That gives me a little bit of credibility when I'm talking about Facebook ads. This is how we do it inside tier 11. And we have, you know, a uh, once a month where we have my director of media buying, now the vice president of media, the maven of media, uh, Angela Ponsford, come on and I'm like, tell me something I don't know about Facebook ads that you guys are doing inside the agency that I probably wouldn't know about. And so we engage in that conversation. It's like, hey, you know, if you want this type of expertise to help with your ads, then look us up over at tier11.com forward slash work with us and check it out. It's sort of a natural progression. I've already given them value. We're talking about, we're using the business as an example and it's just a natural flow. And I think people appreciate that, you know, that the, um, the reviews on perpetual traffic don't say that we're a pitchy, you know, sales pitch scumbag internet marketers. Like there's a couple of reviews on there or a couple of guys that something funny, like the bad reviews always make me laugh. But the point is we're giving value. It's like, it's, we do have a successful agency and this is the reason why I can talk about this stuff, which you are going to benefit from. If you don't want to buy from us, cool. If you want to just take what we teach and go on your way. That's cool too but a small percentage will be interested in engaging with us at a higher level and we give them that opportunity. And I, I just look at it as a natural progression of, of giving value in advance, which is what we try and do every week. Sensational. I like that a lot of the natural progression philosophy there. Um, funnily enough, that was one of the first podcasts I listened to back in the day as well. Um, <laughs> no kidding. Absolutely. Is it still going on? I haven't even looked it up in a while. I must admit, I haven't looked recently, but at the time I was working uh, in a job and I would listen to it like on the way to work and on the way home from work. And I used to love it. And they're, Me too. they're very laid back attitudes. And I was like, oh my God, this internet thing's happening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> These guys are so cool. They live anywhere they want. <sighs> Which yeah. was crazy at the time. But yeah, I, I do resonate with that a lot. There are certainly some shows out there where it's, they do make it pitchy. They purposely and intentfully stop and make it pitchy rather with, than relevant. And I think it's such an important distinction of like, if you're doing an episode about SEO and then you stop and say, hey, actually, there's a, a paid Facebook ads course over here you should go buy. Like that's, it's unnatural. It is pitchy. Yes, you might get some sales, but I think it's disrespecting the audience a little bit where it's like, if it's the context of what you're talking about and it's the natural way to get help or take that next level, it's done tastefully. And it's also from your perspective, like why would you talk about the results at another agency when you can see inside the account accounts of tier 11? Like that is your world. Like sure. for me, obviously, like I get to see inside the, all the podcasts we look after at Vela Media. Of course, they're going to be the shows we talk about. Like that's what is in my world. That's what we're working on. This is what I know and are, are best able to describe. So really good context there. And it just, I, I thought I had that now. You've been quite strategic from like, you know, end game forward rather than thinking about like, how do we just get the clicks and downloads and we'll work out how to monetize it later. Like it's right. been almost like reverse engineering rather than working on the overall, like let's just get more downloads. Yeah, I would agree. I think that's an outgrowth of the first couple of businesses that I launched. I did it in the exact opposite way and they both failed. <laughs> so it's not because I'm some smart genius. I just sort of figured out like what works and what doesn't work and being more intentional about it is I think the way to go. And if a lot of people benefit along the way, which seemingly they do, that's great. And also to your point, like if we have somebody that comes on and talks about Google ads or SEO or content marketing or anything that's not related to my wheelhouse, I also know within our listenership, there's a certain amount of people that are like, I really only care about Facebook ads. 
So I tend to serve them and say, all right, well, this SEO concept is important, especially if you're running Facebook ads because of this. So I try and relate it back because I, I realize that our core listenership is around that traffic source. And there's some people that are very like passionate about it. And then there's, you know, and high level. And then there's some people that are beginners. And then there are some people that are just traffic people, like whatever it takes to get my business off the ground or growing. So we do try and relate it back, which then relates kind of back to tier 11. But I also think I'm trying to serve the audience as best as I possibly can. Also talking about something that I happen to know about. So anyway, I think that is important for anyone who has a podcast and has a guest who has maybe something to say that isn't directly related to their business or maybe the show itself, a complete overlap. I think you do have to always keep the listener in mind and, and it's really, it's their show without them. You wouldn't have a show. So I always think about it in that way. Yeah. Great way to think about it. And I do like the comment there you brought up as well about even when you've got a topic that maybe is relevant, bringing that relevancy to it or that construct um, can really make the difference. A huge, huge difference. It was a mistake I made early on in that first show as well is like, let's say I had someone come on who had a book they'd just brought out. Like the questions I should have asked should have been like, how does this book apply to my audience? I shouldn't have just been asking questions about the book. I should have been looking for that kind of vein of like, how do I make this really, really useful for my audience? And they probably would have bought the book even more then. <laughs> uh, it would have hey, been more helpful. Yeah. You live and learn though. I mean, it's the things that... Uh you know now and hindsight's always 2020 but as long as you do learn from it and move on absolutely we'd be in a much worse spot so well ralph i want to thank you for coming on the show where's the best place for people to find uh more about what you're getting up to and have a look at your agency and podcast yeah people can go to tier11.com you spell it all out t-i-e-r 11 is spelled out even if you put in t-i-e-r number 11 it'll still come up and then there's uh, you can check out what we do there you know we've got a, a bunch of content on there as well as uh, if you do think that we're a, a company that you might want to work with we do have a, a big pink button want to work with us which sends you to a form and then you get on a call and we figure out whether or not there's a match but um yeah and then we also have a, a, a done with you coaching product we call the ads accelerator where we have our media buyers teach, train, coach people who aren't quite agency fits, but just want to learn what we know after spending you know nearly a hundred million dollars a year in Facebook ads. It's pretty good expertise to get. So, and then we've got, like I said, the the agency builder course, which is coming out in the spring. So, yeah, tier11.com is the best place to look us up. And of course, we'll make sure we link all of them in the show notes. Now, listeners, I would encourage you guys to go and check out Perpetual Traffic. The two things there is like, number one, look at how Ralph is using relevancy and that natural transition into what he does. And then number two is how he's using case studies and topics within his own business to create really high quality content. I'm at a good listener this morning and I just think he's nailed those things uh, really well and it's worth paying attention to as something you could do within your own podcast. So thank you for tuning into this episode. Thank you once again, Ralph. Till next time. 